the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. You're listening to the CHSL Football Preview, presented by Siena Heights University. An inside look at the upcoming Catholic High School League season with interviews from team representatives as they prepare for the 2021 season. Here's your host, Jeremy Otto. Isn't it crazy it's football time already? You know, I heard through the neighborhood the other day the band, the marching band kind of levitating through the air, and I was like, wow. It's that time again, and it's an exciting time for some football. We have some realignment to talk about as well in the Catholic High School League. But first, I want to promote at CHSL on WDTK. Again, that's at CHSL on WDTK. You want to follow us there to keep up with everything involved in uh, Catholic League Athletics, and specifically our Game of the Week as well. We'll announce matchups there and uh, you know who we'll have coming up, some polls, and just a fun interactive spot to, to really know what's going on in our coverage and the Catholic High School League football circuit as well. Really excited for this three-part preview series. We'll kind of take one division and uh, kind of split it up each episode. So one guest from each division per episode. That's the Central Division, the AA, the Intersectional 1, and the Intersectional 2. Today, four really good guests, four good programs Four really to watch this year for a number of reasons, and we'll hit on that throughout this show here today. But it's Mike Prunicki of Everest Collegiate. He'll be up first. And Brian Barnes from Bishop Foley. Kevin Rogers from Loyola. And Dan Anderson as well from Catholic Central. Boy, is Catholic Central certainly a team to watch. Again, just outside of the state championship contention last year, losing a big game to Davison. They will play Davison again in Week 2 of the regular season. We hope to be there for that game. So we'll have to confirm all our matchups. Hopefully we'll know that by our next preview show. But an exciting time to look at the Catholic League here today. And after this, we'll talk with Mike Pernicki of Evers Collegiate. Stick with us here on the Patriot.
Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Welcome back, everyone, to the CHSL Preview Show presented by Siena Heights University. Really, thanks, Siena Heights, for making this possible. It's our largest preview we've ever done. Three shows the first three Fridays before the high school football season, which will kick off later this month. And we'll have two games for you, a Thursday and a Friday matchup. Still, again, trying to confirm everything with the schools and pick what would be the best week to week. But uh, we're excited to have another full slate of games for you in season eight of our Catholic league game of the week. We're going to welcome on our first coach here today. His name is Mike Prunicki from Everest collegiate. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah. Great to talk football with you again, your team coming off probably the best um, season in program history, 10 and one overall. And I know we talked about it throughout the years last year in, in terms of your numbers, the best that the program has seen, and it's right where you want it to be again this year, right? Yes, that's uh, the challenge to keep it moving forward and to keep growing and keep building. So we had a, it was a great year last year, something that we'll never remember, never forget, right? And uh, you know, just approaching getting ready for this year to keep that momentum going. I know there's a number of seniors that obviously graduated that are big pieces for you, including your quarterback Geo Master Mateo. But there's also a number of key pieces coming back, and you know, everybody kind of knows the situation. You guys were rolling heading into the semifinal last year and then COVID struck the team and you know you were one of many COVID cancellations across the MHSA but do you think there's a bit maybe of a chip on some of these players shoulders that they didn't get to finish out what could have been an even better year in terms of a a title possibly? Yeah there might be a little bit of a chip I think Uh, you know like I said last year was a terrific fantastic year and uh, something that these boys will remember the rest of their lives and having to forfeit that game with some adversity it it was a challenge on them and but again something that you know we said hey, it's gonna be a learning lesson for us all and uh you know they were undefeated champions in my book and uh you know, as we approach it last year but this year's a new season and a new year and we got to create you know what's this team going to be about how are we going to handle things what's the culture of our team going to be and uh, i think that's a challenge for us is to uh to move on and, and to see what happens and to keep going you've been the head coach of every year that everest has obviously competed in the mhsa football but uh you know what is the culture i guess that you've tried to establish over that time uh Yes, you know, it, well, it fits in with the mission of our school, you know, uh, creating disciples of Jesus Christ is, is our main thing with football, and that's why we have football in, in the Catholic League, and that's what, what my job is to do is to work to bring these kids to Christ, number one. Uh, in addition to that, you know, I think football fits naturally with who we are as Catholics, and that's why I love coaching the game. And, you know, these boys sacrifice. They put in great effort. They have great attitudes, and and, uh, and that's been our what's given us our success right now I think and why we've been able to be successful is we really uh, believe in that and we practice that and we we try and hold the boys accountable to that diving uh, into your there's still a lot of work to be done yeah no doubt diving into your schedule it's a really good one you said it's probably the best schedule that Everest has ever faced um, so far but it starts week one versus Montrose and you, you talked about how maybe your offensive line 
was one of your strengths. You have a lot of big boys out there, certainly for um, a, a Division Six school or lower, but Montrose maybe has one of the best lines in the state, right? I believe so. You know, they got a young man going to Vanderbilt, um, so an SEC-type player. We don't see that very often um, for us, but, you know, and then they got two, uh, two or three other additional boys there, 280, 290 plus. So it's going to be a challenge for us and something I think our boys are looking forward to is the offensive line is being competitive. You know, I hope they're looking forward to that challenge and you know, kind of measure up pretty quick off with uh, a great football program in Montrose. It's almost like you know when you're on deck in baseball, you have the you know the weight right, so the the bat feels a little bit lighter. Is it going to be like that maybe in weeks two, three, four for you? <laughs> uh, it's not going to hurt, I, I don't think. But I know Beecher and Breckenridge and Cabrini got some good players too. So, uh, but it will test us early, right, right away. So it's good to see. You know, we'll have to have a great start of the season in terms of getting going with practices and creating that culture quickly because if not it'll be quite a wake-up call uh, come, come Montrose. Talking with Mike Pernicki the head coach of Everest Collegiate in his ninth season at the helm there well you said to me your goal in four to five years is to play maybe a team from the central division I really like that and certainly you've seen that kind of across the league happen over the last few years Loyola moving up to the double-A, they've done that. What do you guys have to get to as a program, I guess, to get to that point where you feel comfortable scheduling a game like that possibly? Yeah, uh, well, it's growing. And, you know, we got to grow the program more in terms of one our numbers. And, you know, I guess it was three years ago we had 15 in the program, and now we're up to 30, right? So if we continue to grow the program in numbers a little bit, um, and, and, and I think that's going to help us reach maybe that point because you know i think it's uh obviously the catholic league is one of the best leagues in the state and to be able to play one of those teams even once a year once you know uh, in the season and, and uh give our boys that opportunity to play against one of those central league division schools would be a, a great experience for them you know and i mean it's not like our boys are they're the same age as those boys so uh it's nothing that you know we would shy away we wouldn't shy away from that 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 competitiveness well, geo master mattel had quite the career as a four-year quarterback for you 300 or 3,861 passing yards, 44 touchdowns, um, 15 interceptions as well on the defensive end. But it's going to be a little bit of a battle for you guys in camp, right? For the quarterback spot. Yes, yep. We got a few kids, um, you know, looking after it, going after it, and trying to replace those. When you put those numbers out there, wow, <laughs> that's going to be tough to replace. But <laughs> you know, I think even bigger than that, it's going to be just as. Again, with Gio, he's such a competitor and, and a great leader for us. You know, it's, that's what we're going to look for. And who's going to be the next quarterback? I'm not sure they'll match those numbers or they may surpass him. Who knows? But, um, you know, if they can bring his attitude, his commitment to the program, he's going to be kind of the person that would be taking the snaps, I think, in the fall. So. Well, Ramirez, Beauchamp, Ross, three names that we're really looking forward to watching on the line. And if you can build from one spot, the line isn't a bad place to build from, right? All right. Yes. Yep. Those guys have a lot of experience and. They've played in some big games, and uh, so yeah, we're going to lean on those guys as seniors and and uh, to help you know really establish our program. I think this this fall. So. Yeah, Diego Ramirez specifically, he's been a guy that you've obviously mentioned in past conversations. That's been a big part of your program. Just how have you seen him? I guess improve over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Diego's just a young man that's just really working always to be his best, whether that's in school, out of school, on the football field. So. And I think really just kind of seeing him grow as a leader um, these last few years and to step up and do that. He's more of a lead-by-example type guy, but, you know, where are you calling him this year to kind of to, to be a little bit more vocal as well too. So, um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, I think he even started some games for us as a freshman and to see where he's at now going into his senior years, uh, we're looking forward to some big things from him. 
Mike Prunicki on the line with us, the head coach of Everest Collegiate in his ninth season as the head coach of the Mountaineers here. Shane Park, another body that you're really looking forward to at tailback and linebacker, uh, linebacker as well. He was not able to play last year, but what does he bring to the table for you? Another young man. I mean, Shane is, uh, like you said, he wasn't able to play last year due to some of the MHSA rules, uh, being an international student. So, I mean, but he was every day at practice ready to be there, give us a great look and just hungry. And he brought even a lot of excitement from uh, not even being able to play in games last year. So, you know, for him to be that hungry to get out there and play in that first game, I'm excited for him and just to allow him to get out there with his brothers and compete and play. And, you know, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how he does. And, you know, just a great young man. I know we already talked about the numbers a little bit, but I think it's important to kind of rehash. He'll be around 30 roster size this year. I mean, the enrollment at Evers Collegiate only around a buck 16, a buck 30. So 30 is a big deal, isn't it, for the school? It's pretty special, you know, and the nice thing is it's pretty well balanced. You know, we got about seven seniors, eight juniors, and so it's pretty well balanced between each of the classes. So, I mean, that's what we kind of like to see. And if we can hopefully, like I said, if we get up to 10 kids per class would be ideal. You know, then you got a nice, solid, fresh uh, JV program and varsity program, and then yeah, then we can really look at playing a you know a central central league opponent. So, um, so yeah, it is impressive to have. I think again, a small school like Everest, 125 kids, 116. Um, you know, when you got that many boys playing football, plus we have soccer, you know, and all the other events, sports we have at Everest. That these kids not only do they play football or soccer. Last year we had a couple soccer players as well too, but they're playing basketball and baseball and track and doing all those kind of things as well too. So it really uh, really makes us well rounded at Everest. There's been a little bit of a realignment in the Catholic League as well between the AA and the Intersectional 1. Intersectional 2, which the Mountaineers play in, will kind of stay the same. Cabrini, Mooney, Everest, our Lady of the Lake Shrine, and Liggett. And, and just kind of looking at those rosters and things on the surface, Everest, obviously in your, in your team, our Lady of the Lake Shrine, um, even Cabrini, a lot of those guys are coming back in terms of, of bodies. So what are you looking for, I guess, in, in your league this year? Yeah, so like you said, I think it should be a competitive league. Um you know, we've been fortunate to have some success the last few years, but and that's our challenge. I think, you know, you lose a great senior class, and sometimes at a small school you have some successful years, then you have a big drop-off. And that's what we want to develop, that consistency. Um, so it's going to be a challenge uh, with Lakes, you know, and, and, and Mooney and Trine and, and uh, Cabrini and now Liggett in there too. Um, you know, it's going to be a challenge for us so to go out there. and they got, you know, very well-coached teams, and like you said, they got some players going back. So we're looking forward to the opportunity to compete and play and play hard. Well, Mike, really good to catch up with you here today. Look forward to uh, seeing your product on the field again this year. And uh, always exciting to head out uh, to the longer drive to Clarkson the most. But uh, we look forward to seeing you out there at some point. That's awesome. You're always welcome. And, uh, yeah, appreciate what you're doing here and bringing some excitement to uh, the Catholic League football. So getting this going. So I'm really looking forward to listening and, 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 and catching what the other guys have to say as well, too. So appreciate you doing this. That's Mike Pernicki, the head coach at Everest Collegiate. We'll have Brian Barnes, the head coach of Bishop Foley, when we get back here on The Patriot. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Dennis Prager, weekdays at noon on The Patriot. This is the CHSL Football Preview, presented by Siena Heights University on The Patriot. 
Jeremy Otto back with you here. So excited for Season 8 of our Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week coming up. Just a couple weeks away on the Patriot. We'll have two games for you, hopefully on a Thursday and Friday. Hope to have a, a bit more word on that next week on our next preview show. Yes, this is not it. We have two more of these things, all of them kind of in the 7 to 8 time slot following Daryl Wood here on the Patriot 7 to 8 each Friday before the start of the high school football seasons. We're looking at August 13th for next week and four more really exciting guests for you that uh, we hope to release at some point. You can follow us at CHSL on WDTK on Twitter. Again, that's at CHSL on WDTK. We'll have the full lineup there and certainly visit Patriot Detroit for more information about how you can listen to our games and you can also stream us there as well. Always happy to speak with Brian Barnes. He's the head coach of Bishop Foley High School over in Madison Heights. Brian, how are you? Hey, Jeremy. I'm doing all right. I'm just sitting on my back deck drinking an iced tea, kind of <laughs> trying to soak in the last few days of summer before our lives all get really crazy. Did you hear any marching bands throughout your neighborhood? I heard that the other day. Uh, it was kind of uh, jarring. I'm like, whoa, this is happening. <laughs> For sure, it's that time of year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in your fifth season with Bishop Foley, kind of improvements every year, I guess is kind of how you look at it. I guess where is the state of the program, first off, in your mind? Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, uh, we, we really like where we're at. Um, you know, our program, we, we had about 50 guys show up to our, our preseason meeting. Um, I, I'm not sure we'll have that, you know, number right when we start um, practice next week, but uh, we feel really good where we're at, um, you know, right in the, the 40 to 50 range. And, yeah, for, our, you know, our upcoming season, uh, we, we return um, 10 starters on um, offense and nine on defense. So we really like where we're at um, from that perspective. Feel you know feel good going into our season with um, a lot of experience returning. Well, the big starter, obviously the one that you want returning always probably, is your quarterback, Dylan Goff, a guy who's been gradually learning over the last couple of weeks. And, and something that kind of stuck out stuck out to me as I, I chatted with you before we went on the air here today. You've talked about Dylan's decision making and his leadership. You've said both of those have kind of stepped up, but he's also you know, maybe putting in some play recommendations to you guys now, right? Yeah, he is. You know, he, he's one of the smarter kids on our team. And, um, you know, any offensive coach will tell you that they want their quarterback to kind of be a coach on the field uh, anyway. And so Dylan has, has matured greatly, um, you know, since the beginning of his junior season last year. And this summer he just looked a lot more comfortable, um, reassured in, with himself, um, you know, where to go with the ball and was willing to take some chances that maybe – you know, he, he wasn't comfortable doing last year. And at times he, he was pretty vocal about, Hey coach, you know, what, what if we try this, you know, they're kind of giving us this look, um, you know, let's throw this at him and see, see where we're at. And, and um, you know, and our philosophy as coaches during the summer is that, you know, the, that's the time to try some new things and kind of see where guys were at. So I was all for it. And it's good to see because, you know, I'm a big believer that, um, you know, in high school football, it really any any sports team. You know, it's I tell the players all the time, it's it's not my team, it's your team. You, you know, and it's going to be your memories, and and you're going to be the ones that are going to um, you, you know talk about this season for you know the rest of your life. And so take ownership of it. And uh, it was really good to see. You talked about kind of the offensive line last year as being patchwork just because of all the injuries you had to face, but a big cog to that line is back Grant Gutierrez. You lost him week one. How big of a loss was that for you guys, you think? Yeah, you know, we were we were um, really happy with Grant going into the season. And, and when he went down, and it was unfortunate. It was a non-football-related injury. Uh, you know, it was 
it was actually off to the side doing some warm-up stuff and, and you know, something went the wrong way and he, and he hurt his knee. And so him going down was a big loss. And we were pleased that, uh, you know, other guys were able to step up and, and do the best that they could in a tough situation. But obviously any time, you know, you lose your center, who is arguably the most important position on the offensive line, it, it causes a challenge. And so he's worked really hard to get uh, healthy again and put himself in a position to be ready to go his senior year. And big expectations for him this year. And we're, we're really pleased with, uh, you know, what he's done and we're excited for his senior season. Talking with Brian Barnes, the head coach of Bishop Foley over in Madison Heights, seven and two last year in what was a COVID shortened year as well. In terms of your schedule, I mean, again, one of the harder ones, certainly in the intersectional division, you'd think, and one reason for that is because two prior double A teams moving down father Gabriel Richard in Cranbrook. So there's not a lot of margin for error in this league now, is there? Definitely not. You know, we, we have a challenge, um, you know, even our, our non-league schedule, uh, we start out with uh, Detroit Osborne and Detroit Pershing, who um, numbers wise, those are two class B schools. Um, you know, week three, we play, um, you know, the Shrine Knights and they do a fantastic job. Um, you know, Os- coach Oscar and their coaching staff does an awesome job getting their guys ready. So, you know, those three, right before we even get to our league schedule with, you know, Cranbrook and Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard and um, Luther North. And then on top of that, our returning league champion, who I haven't even mentioned yet, Riverview Gabriel Richard. And, yeah, really difficult. Uh, you know, a big point of emphasis every year, right? But especially this year, you know, knowing we're going to play some bigger teams is that, you know, we have to get bigger and stronger. And I, I know, you know, we're a, we're a big multi-sport um, coaching staff, like we want kids to play other sports, but we told them like there has to be an emphasis on you guys getting bigger and stronger. And I think we have. Um, I, you know, somebody made the comment to me the other day, like, "Well, coach, you got a looks like you have a pretty tough schedule." And I said, "Yeah, we do, but you know, we think we're going to be pretty tough too." And um, that's the way we got to look at it. And um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. You know, you never know. Um, week to week, your team uh, is, can be a little bit different, and so. You know, we're just worried about the first one and, and try to worry about ourselves and what we're going to do to be ready to play. Has that mentality shifted? Because that, that's so important, right? If, if you think you're going to lose a game, you're probably going to lose a game, right? Just in this program overall, do you think you've been able to kind of shift the, the, the thoughts of these players? You know, I would like to think so. Um, you know, early on, like obviously as a coach and as a competitor, right, you, you compete and you're doing everything you can to win every game uh, that you coach in and you want your players to have that that same mentality. But Early on, I think, you know, sometimes you got to be realistic and know we're not big on moral victories anymore. Um, but early on, you know, we, we were striving to find things that we could build upon um, long-term in our program. And so, like you mentioned, I'm, I'm going into my fifth year. And right now, um, you know, the whole moral victory thing is, you know, out the door. Like, we, we're competing and we're getting after it, and we want to be the team that um, has more points at the end of the game. Talking with Brian Barnes, the head coach over at Bishop Foley. They'll compete in the intersectional one this year with Father Gabriel Richard, Gabriel Richard, Riverview, Lutheran North, and Cranbrook as well. Well, I know Jackson Zeider was just a pleasure to watch, certainly last year, over 1,600 yards between receiving and rushing, 1,000 yards on the ground with 11 touchdowns. Do you ever just sit back and kind of relish watching a guy like that? Because I know there's so many things going on on the sideline for you, but do you ever sit back and say, wow, sometimes? You know, it's funny. I uh, After the season is when, you know, I, I'm able to go back and enjoy some of the things that like, some of our kids do. And watching film at the end of the season when we were doing some evaluating, definitely he, he's a special kid and he's a special talent. And um, I made the mistake, I think, early on when I was at Bishop Foley of not recognizing how good 
wasn't how good he's still going to be. And, um, he is a pleasure to watch. And, you know, he does a lot of things for us. And at times the questions come up, well, why don't, you know, you just ride, ride him like a lot of teams do with their stud running backs. And there is some definite, um, you know, there's some definite, um, it makes sense to do that. That being said, though, because he does so much catching the ball out of the backfield, returning kicks, you know, we can put him in the slot and run some jet motion with him. He just does so much, and that makes our entire offense so dynamic that um, we, we try to utilize the skills. Well, Brian, thanks so much for stopping by. I hope you broke up just a little so, bit there. but Oh, sorry about that, Jeremy. Yeah, so, yeah, um, you know, like I was saying, he, he does a lot of different things that in high school football we um, – a lot of times your running back isn't a pass catcher, and but we he has a skill set to be able to do that as well. So uh, it's fun, you know, to watch, you know, what we do, how we utilize him, and, and you know, watch his skill set. It is a joy. The key to the venture's success is what this year? Great question. You know, uh, being consistent and um, and not getting too high and too low. Um, with our emotions in every game. And so what I mean by that is last year we were so young that I think sometimes um, we got ahead of ourselves a little bit at times and then also, um, you know, got down really easy. And so just another year of um, maturing um, and being in tough game situations um, is only going to help us going forward. And so making sure that we control our emotions and have the next play mentality. So whatever happened to play before, good or bad, we have to be ready to go to the next play. And I, I know this is kind of crazy to say all my coaches laugh at me and pick on me a little bit, but, like, I'm not a big momentum guy because I think sometimes if you're so worried about, oh, getting the momentum back, you know, or so to speak, you know, we're not focusing on our job with the next play. And so just staying even keel and, you know, recognizing, like, hey, we got a job to do, let's go do it, and not worry about all the other stuff, um, I think that'll go a long way. Well, some good streaks, certainly, for you last year in the win column. Four-game winning streak at the beginning of the year, including a forfeit uh, in that fourth game, then lost to Richard 42-14. But then another three-game winning streak kind of heading into the playoffs and losing to Loyola fairly big. And, and you've said that, you know, you wanted to balance maybe the future in that game while also trying to win. Explain for us kind of lastly what that meant for you and how do you hope that translates this year? Yeah, you know, it was, um, you know, for having such a young team, our, the majority of our team was made up of 10th and 11th graders last year. And just playing in big game situations um, was an awesome experience. And so at the moment, right, as a competitor, we coach to win and, and we want to get after it and do everything we can to, to be the winning team in the end. But that moment, you know, I try to step back and appreciate the fact that this is a good moment for our kids, regardless of what happens, because this moment when we get to it next year and the year after will not be new to them. And so I tried to look at that, um, you know, I tried to have that attitude into the games, even though competitively wise, like we wanted to win that moment and we understood that moment. But this year, you know, because of those experiences, we're thinking that big game moment maybe won't, um, you know, we won't look at it as such a big game moment and affect us emotionally as it did a year ago. Well, Brian, thanks so much for stopping by here today. Look forward to catching up with you as the year goes on. And uh, best of luck in, in training camp. It's crazy. It's already upon us. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it, Jeremy. Keep up the good work. That's Brian Barnes, the head coach at Bishop Foley. Well, two more interviews for you on the high school circuit. Kevin Rogers coming up in, in just a little bit. Dan Anderson, the head coach of Detroit Catholic Central as well. But each show... We're going to take a look at, uh, you know, a piece of Siena Heights University as well, our presenting sponsor, and Doug Goodno, Goodno the fine marketing 
um, contact over there for us here at the Patriot was uh, able to catch up with a few of his staff, and he has one of those interviews right now. Doug? Siena Heights University is again proud to sponsor the Detroit Catholic League. Today I'd like to introduce our new admissions counselor for the Metro Detroit area, Darius Price. Darius was an All-American cornerback with the Saints, graduating in 2017. He also had a chance to play professionally a bit for the NFL Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as well as the Alliance of American Football. Darius, talk about your experience as a Siena student and football player and what it means to come back now as, a, as an admissions counselor. Hey, Doug, glad to be on, glad to be able to be interviewed. Uh, my experience at Siena Heights University was a phenomenal, life-changing experience. Not just to sell it, but to be very candid with you. Siena Heights was an environment where I grew as a young man, uh, not only as a young man, but also a good athlete. Uh, being in a program that promotes greatness and pushes you to be the best you um, version of who you are on, the, on and off the field is a place to be at. So, um, and now being able to um, give back and you know invest in students and give them that same experience is a passion of mine. And it's so great and wonderful to do it at the university um, that I graduated from. So students in the Metro Detroit area, Wayne County, Washington area, um, I am looking forward to connecting with you on a personal relational level to get you to your next level of greatness, whether it's on the field or in the classroom. My name is Darius Price. I am the admissions counselor at Siena Heights University, and you can reach me at 517-264-7181. I look forward to connecting with you. I will be at your school in the near future. We thank Darius for spending that moment as well to tell us about Siena Heights University. And if you're from the Catholic League, if you're a coach in the Catholic League, your athlete will probably not be alone. There's been a number of athletes from the Catholic League in every division playing over in the NAI is one of their best programs, certainly locally here in Adrian, Michigan. Back with Kevin Rogers, the head coach of Loyola High School, when we get back on the Patriot. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. You're listening to the CHSL Football Preview, presented by Siena Heights University. Now, back to Jeremy Otto. Good to be back with you here on the Patriot. It certainly means that football season is getting closer and closer, and we're excited to watch what Detroit Loyola can do in their second season under head coach Kevin Rogers. He joins us now. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing well. Really excited for the start of this season, as I'm sure you are. And you know, kind of right off the rip, I mean, you, you flat out said, hey, we should have been in contention for a state championship last year. We were, didn't make it to that point. I, I guess, you know, what was the missing piece, you know, to the run all the way to Ford Field last year? Um, I would definitely have to say a lack of experience um, on my part um, as being the first-year head coach, getting adjusted to the Catholic League. Um, I may 
made a few mistakes uh, along the way, and um, now we're looking to, to to fix that and hopefully make that run this year. But it helps, right, to to kind of continue that effort in terms of the amount of guys you have coming back, right? Absolutely, we have a, a plethora of guys coming back in the skill position um, and definitely on the defensive side of the ball. One thing that you know you, you notice watching Loyola football last year compared to the last few years before that, obviously a much different offense. Um, a lot more throwing. You have a, a guy in Anthony Garrett that can swing it around. But with that also comes challenges for a coaching staff. You know, number one, you're in year one, as you kind of already talked about. But number two, you're doing a complete overhaul. How do you think that kind of went last year, and what are you looking to expand this year? I believe it, it was a great um, turnaround. I believe the, the players bought in extremely fast. Um, it was very exciting, something new for the young men to be able to take into. And um, they kind of, you know, honed in and, and owned it um, in regards to learning the, the new systems and the new schemes that we were um, installing. Uh, the guys have a lot of fun, and we pride ourselves on having fun and spreading the ball around. And that's certainly something that, you know, from the linemen to, to their different schemes, to the receivers, to the running backs, to the quarterback. But the quarterback – has to be one of the clogs of that situation, and you were impressed with the way Anthony Garrett handled that last year, weren't you? Most definitely. Um, to go from you know the the system that they were in, where you know he was predominantly a runner or predominantly a guy to you know just manage the offense, hand the ball off. Now we're asking him to go out and actually win games for us with his arm and with his mind. I think he did a phenomenal job. Um, and my biased opinion, I believe he's one of the best players in the state. What makes him that for you? Um, his, his ridiculous work ethic. Uh, he's a learner. Um, he's very humble. And, and in that regard, you know, he's always looking to learn and looking to get better. And he'll learn from anybody. Well, you, you hear about football in any school and numbers is kind of always the first topic of conversation Loyola, like Everest Collegiate, who we talked to earlier, and Mike Pernicki, is one of the smaller schools in the Catholic League and certainly in the state, just over 100 in enrollment. But last year you had 31 players on the roster, and you're expecting a few more this year, aren't you? Absolutely. Um, it's kind of been uh, a shock with, you know, coming from the COVID situation, um, but our numbers are slightly increasing, which is a beautiful thing. Um, I just didn't didn't expect it, um, but now we've got a lot of more guys uh, coming out for football, and uh, it, it's been great so far. Talking with Kevin Rogers, the second-year head coach at Detroit Loyola. They'll play in the double-A this year, which looks a little bit different, just three teams, UD Jesuit Loyola, and Divine Chan, which meant for you that you had to at least get a, an extra team in terms of your non-conference, but your non-conference looks pretty good. Notre Dame Prep in the mix, Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the mix as well. It should be a, a very challenging schedule for you guys, right? Uh, most definitely. Um, but you know what they say, in order to be the best, you have to beat the best or play against the best, and uh, I'm a firm believer of that. Um, I have a ton of respect for the guys on our schedule, um, and I'm, I'm very excited to see how we can um, fare against those guys. Some great opponents, um, some great programs in, in, that are rich in tradition and history, and uh, hopefully you know, we can go out and put our best foot forward against some of those guys. 
Well, Jarek Carmen kind of speaks for himself, just a load out there drawing double teams and sometimes maybe triple teams on the defensive side of things for you last year. But Ramon Murray was really a guy who stepped up um, and was freed up because of all those uh, attention seekers, I guess, for uh, uh, Derek on the other side, right? Absolutely. Um, Ramon Murray was kind of a gift. Um, last year was his first year really playing football. He's been a rugby player before then. Um, so with us, you know, making the change, you know, kind of gave him opportunity to get on the field a little bit more. And being alongside Derek Harmon, you know, even I can get a few tackles for loss or sacks <laughs> in the backfield playing next to that guy. But um, he really stepped up into his own and, and, and kind of grew as the season went on. Um, ended the season with about nine sacks last year, a few tackles for loss, and was very disruptive. And now this year, we're asking him to be that leader of the defensive line and that anchor for us on defense. And his brother might give him an extra push this year, right? Absolutely. His brother is a becoming <laughs> freshman, um, an extremely talented young linebacker. Um, you know, I'm anxious to see how the dynamic of those two guys playing together um, is going to be, but I'm, I'm very excited for for both of the Murs. They're very hard workers. We're talking with Kevin Rogers, the head coach at Loyola High School, finishing 8-2 and two last year, losing in the regional final to New Lothrop in the end. The summer months, something that's been a very big emphasis for you guys. You, you've talked about just the the bear of what COVID was last year. You wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, you've got these guys having some fun, whether it's been paintball, movies, barbecue, you've kind of done it all. But something that gravitated towards me and what you said a couple days ago, you said players don't win state championships, but families do. Can you explain that for us? Um, it, 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 it's true. Um in every sense of the word, when you look at the, just in the Catholic League, you look at the great traditional teams um, back in the days with the DePores High School, um, a few years ago with the Brother Rices, the Catholic Centrals, those guys were always cohesive, close programs, you know, um, and they carried themselves in a family sense not only just a, a foot in, a, in regards of being a football team. Um, and that's one of the things that I, I wanted to implement from being admire, an admirer of, of so many of the great programs in the Catholic League. I wanted, want us to be a family. And, and, you know, families go through tough times, but they always figure out a way to overcome them. And those with the great, those are what, that's what the great football teams do. They go through trials and tribulations, ups and downs, but they find ways to overcome. And that's, to me, what football is all about, you know, playing against other teams, being down, um, losing games, but still being able to overcome and ultimately accomplish the number one goal. Well, if you weren't able to check out a Loyola game last year, you missed kind of the introductions, what happened when the Bulldogs came out, the fireworks coming down the tunnel. That was pretty cool. Are we going to see that again this year? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> um, if we decided to take that away, those kids would have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly, I guess, makes it feel more like a college atmosphere for them, and it's all about the kids at this point, right, at this level? Absolutely. This is a kids' first program that we run over here, um, and our administration are all about our young men. So uh, everything that we do is tailored for our young boys to have the best experience possible. Well, great to talk with you here today. Look forward to seeing the Bulldogs on the field uh, again this season, Kevin. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Um, Go Dogs F5.
That's Kevin Rogers, the head coach at Loyola. We'll have Dan Anderson, head coach of Detroit Conflict Central, when we get back on the Patriot. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.siennaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Welcome back, everyone, to our CHSL football preview. Excuse me, brought to you by Siena Heights University. We thank Siena Heights for everything they've done for the Catholic League Game of the Week, one of our longtime sponsors in the game, and sponsoring this three-part preview series, our first this week and the next two Fridays as well before the start of the high school football season from 7 to 8, August 13th and August 20th. Your next two here on FM 101.5 AM 1400 and PatriotDetroit.com. Glad to have on Dan Anderson. He's the head coach of Detroit Catholic Central. Dan, how are you? Good, Jeremy. How are you? Good to talk with you. It's your fourth uh, season as the head coach, your 21st overall. What has changed, I guess, over that time, and, and what's the same? I'm sure the traditions are the same, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to be able to coach with Tom Mack, and uh, obviously you know that he was extremely successful. So I've just tried to carry on the traditions that Tom started here. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think a lot has changed. I mean, the game, you know, some of the emphasis in the, in the game itself, um, offensively and defensively, have obviously evolved and changed but really you know i mean it, it it's the same game and uh the kids are just as good as they've always been and and since you've taken over you've kind of um gone away fully at least from the wham we'll see it at sometimes in, in a goal line type package or when you're looking for a first down but i guess what's that transition been like for you kind of going from the old to the new in terms of scheme yeah it, it, it you know <clears throat> it's not always easy uh, but I got a great offensive staff that has done a great job of, you know, uh, teaching the kids and uh, you know, making the kids aware of what we're doing and why we're doing it and how we're doing it. And the kids are comfortable with it now. Um, and, you know, we just thought we'd try different schemes. Talking with Dan Anderson, the head coach at Detroit Catholic Central in his fourth year as the head coach, their 21st overall as we continue to preview our fine teams here in the Catholic High School League. Good amount of returners for you again. Six on offense, around seven on defense as well. That always helps, right? When you had a good year last year at nine and one. Oh yeah, most definitely. And we have really good leadership this year as well as we did last year. Your twenty-one schedule features five home games in a row. Seven of the eight scheduled our home and that's not to say they're, they're not tough games because they're very tough chip valley davison naperville central in week three ud jesuit week four brother rice week five de LaSalle week six orchard lake the following and then new market huron heights in canada week eight can you remember a season with five home games to start the year that's pretty good yeah no i i i, <laughs> I don't know if i ever remember having that many home games um it's it's kind of interesting um 
it's a great dynamic, obviously, especially coming off of the year we had last year where he couldn't have fans. And uh, knock on wood, hopefully this year we'll get back to a little bit of normalcy with that and have fans in the stands. And so to be able to have five home games um, just kind of electrifies the boys and hopefully we'll electrify the crowds. Declan Biles, somebody we kind of seen evolve over our very eyes over the last couple of years at the quarterback spot for you. I know you were looking to, you know, kind of improve his leadership coming into this year, and he's done that, right? Oh, most definitely. Um, all summer long and the seven-on-sevens we've had, and uh, you've seen Declan grow up quite a bit. Um, uh, I saw that as well last year. Um, his transition from his sophomore to his junior year was leaps and bounds. And then you see even more leadership this year, especially with, you know, that title captain that he has now on him. Um, Quarterbacks are usually the captains of the offense, but uh, he now has the title of being one of the captains of the team. So, uh, and he's taken that to heart and he's showing great leadership. And captain at Catholic Central maybe carries a bit more weight than anywhere else, right? Um, well, I don't know. I think <laughs> being a captain um, of any team is is such an honor because usually, and I, I guess speaking for our team, but uh, we, we allow the players themselves to vote in who they want to be captain. And uh, so I think it's a heck of an honor for the kids to look at you and look at one of their peers as somebody that they want in a leadership position and leading them onto the field. So. I think it's a great honor. Dan Anderson joins us now, the head coach of Catholic Central. 2019, 4-5, you guys just missed the playoffs, playing some really tight games, and actually in the new point system, which you were looking to implement last year, I mean, everything was crazy. crazy. Everybody made the playoffs. You probably would have made it at 4-5. and five. But regardless, 9-1 and one the very next year, just able to assure up a few things. What, what do you think changed, I guess, to, to really get on the rally that you did last year? Um. I think uh, lots of different things came into play. Uh, the leadership that we had on the team was second to none. I, I thought our captains last year did a tremendous job, especially with everything they were asked to do and you know all the different uh, uh, rules and regulations that we had last year. Um, and, you know, I think the boys kind of took it to heart that, you know, we didn't we didn't get to our goals that we wanted to get to um, the year before 2019, and uh, they kind of took it on as a challenge that they they were not going to allow that to happen again. And uh, they did a great job of leading the team into last season, and uh, and it showed. Your running back core, I think, is really fun to talk about. Number one, they're all back, all four of them for the most parts. Uh, Danny Scott, the only one graduating, which is a pretty good one for you a couple years ago, injured most of last year in the first week versus Harper Woods. But you talk about Mo Jafer, Connor Bell, Spencer Lyons, Evan Hager. Um, Hager and Lyons really kind of coming on for you at the end of the year. But all those guys do something, you know, kind of bring something differently to the table, but it's all good, isn't it? Oh, most definitely. Uh, it's, it's a problem that we'd love to have where we have to find playing time for four guys that uh, all have different skill sets, but yet all bring something really good to the table. Um, and all four have been working extremely hard over the summer, and uh, they're, they're 
they're going to look really good, I think, out on that field. Jay, for the leading rusher out of that group at 101 carries for 519 yards last year, three touchdowns. Spencer Lyons, another guy who filled in for Danny Scott. I think he had like 75 yards and a touchdown in that game versus Harper Woods. Was that something you guys expected for him to be that good so fast? Um, yeah, yeah. We, I guess we had high expectations. Um, you know, Spencer is an excellent athlete. And he is a young man that uh, has uh, the body type that you'd want as a, as a tailback. You know, he's tall and lean, and he can run. Um, and he's not afraid of contact either, which uh, obviously helps. And, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of nice to see that happen. And then as the season went on, we also found Connor Bell, who brought different things to the table, and then uh, Evan Hager as well. And they did a great job for us. And part of a good run is having guys like that step up, right? Because you're going to have your stars and your guys that you expect to contribute during the year. But a part of a state championship run for a lot of guys is the guys that you circle and said, wow, I didn't expect that guy to do that. Yes, most definitely. I think anytime, you know, there's always question marks when you come into a season. And uh, I think, you know, over the years, I've been blessed in, in the fact that I've been able to go to state championships, um, win some, lose some. But uh, to get there, you always need those guys that are just you didn't expect to be out there. And, uh, and them coming through for you makes a world of a difference. Talking with Dan Anderson, the head coach at Detroit Catholic Central, getting ready for another year in Novi for the Shamrocks. Another point that, that kind of sticks out for you this year, maybe your line a, a bit more younger, guy's going to have to battle for some spots this year, a little bit different than what we saw last year. But I guess for you, as a number of these newer guys and freshmen and sophomores and maybe even some juniors who haven't been in the starting equation, what sticks out to you for, for linemen that you kind of look at to pick for a starting spot? Well, <clears throat> we want uh, guys that can move. Um, with the offense we run, they got to be able to pass protect and they have to be able to um, area block. Uh, so we, we want to be able to, we want them to be able to move, obviously. You can't just have these big bodies in there. Um, and we, we like to have size, obviously. I think every high school football team would love to have size on their offensive line. Um, and we're looking for guys that are, you know, workaholics. Our offensive line coaches demand a lot out of them, and so they're going to need to want to work to get there. Well, Scott Bernstein, a man that writes for a couple different uh, areas for state champs, wrote an article in April. I read it, and he called Cam Davenport one of the most underrated college prospects in the CHSL. You think it's still that way, or are people starting to take notice what he's able to do? No, I think definitely they've started to take notice. I think they need to keep taking notice because I think he's going to have a great season for us this year. I think he'll be one of the guys that we'll probably rely on to go both ways for us, playing offense and defense. And I, I, he's definitely capable of doing it. And uh, I think, you know, if they keep an eye on him, I think they're going to be pleasantly surprised at what he's going to be able to do this year. What makes him so good? Um, he's a worker, number one. Um, number two, he, he's very coachable. Uh, number three, he's, he's a great athlete. 
Shifting over to the defensive side of things, number of names to get to there as well. Numbers that really stick out to you, Beckler, Hauser, and Braden Courser, two younger guys last year kind of turning the page and becoming upperclassmen now, but Hauser, 80 tackles, three sacks, seven TFLs, two fumbles caused. Courser, on the other hand, 106 tackles, which led you, I believe, four sacks, 11 TFLs, and two fumbles caused. Those are guys that have really stepped up you know, since their younger days and, and kind of transitioning to juniors and seniors now, right? Yes, most definitely. Yeah, uh, Braden has been with us since he was a freshman on varsity. Um, started for us on varsity in 2019 and obviously last year as a sophomore. And then Beckler uh, was a sophomore for us last year as well. And so, you know, it's always nice to know that you got these guys for three years uh with how productive they were and uh, how productive they're going to be. Again, both young men have spent a lot of time this summer perfecting their craft um, in the weight room and, you know, doing their drills on the field. And um, I think I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised at, uh, you know, how well these two young men uh, are going to keep growing. Then at defensive end as well, Sean Field, another guy that can tear it up. Oh, most definitely. Sean, uh, here at Catholic Central, and 21 years I've been here, and I know prior to that I, I don't think there was, but uh, we Sean uh, is a two-time captain for us. So he was a captain as a junior. He has also been reelected as a captain as a senior. Um, and that, that's kind of unheard of, but Sean is one of those field captains. You know, he, he makes sure everybody's getting the job done and doing what they're supposed to be doing during the game, and um, he's always on the ball when it comes to leadership off the field as well. And he's one of those guys that, you know, his motor never quits. Um, he, he's, he's, I guess, what you would call a weight room rat. You know, he loves the weight room, and uh, you can see it and his body. And then, uh, like I said, with his motor, it never quits on the field, and he's going to constantly come after you. The Central Division looking the same from it has the last couple of years. Catholic Central, Orchard Lake, De La Salle, Brother Rice. De La Salle certainly a team that got better after they faced you, I think, as the season went on, making a, a state championship run in the end. But there should be a, a lot of good football, as it always is in the Central, right? Oh, most definitely. You know, it's uh, it's always difficult to – figure out who's going to be really good and who's going to be great um, in the Central Division. It seems like, uh, you know, there's always one of us or a couple of us competing for state championship by the end of the year. And I, I, I got to believe that uh, it's going to be the same this year. That's Dan Anderson, the head coach at Detroit Catholic Central. Coach, thanks for uh, stopping by here today. Anything fun that you guys are uh, looking to do before the season starts as a team? Um, we're going to uh, head down to the Lions practice on uh, Friday morning and as a team go down and watch the Lions practice Okay, and just kind of have a team-building day. Awesome. Is that something you guys have done in the past or something new this year? Oh, this is new this year. Okay, awesome. Are you going to be looking for them to glean things or just, just a, a fun thing away from <laughs> – it's football but away from football, I guess, at the same time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I think it'll just be a – good getaway for us and getting away together you know and kind of building those relationships well dan thanks for stopping by here today look forward to catch it up with you as the season goes on as well and best of luck to the shamrocks this year thank you very much i appreciate it
It's Dan Anderson, the head coach at Detroit Catholic Central. We'll wrap things up when we get back on the Patriots. Stick with us. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan. Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. Now back to the CHSL football preview presented by Siena Heights University. Well, you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree online or at one of our Michigan locations, check out Shoe Global for Siena Heights University. Siena Heights University's nationally recognizes program. We offer affordable, accelerated, and flexible course options for working professionals. Start to advance your career today by going to start.sienaheights.edu. Again, that's start.sienaheights.edu. Well, as we get closer and closer to the high school football season here, a couple more preview shows for you as well on the Patriot. You can listen to us on FM 101.5, AM 1400, PatriotDetroit.com, and the various other streaming apps that uh, Salem runs on as well. But the 13th, of August, so next Friday, and then the following Friday, August 20th as well, which will back us up right to the start of the season. We'll be on the air for week one on August 26th and 27th with two different matchups. Really excited about that and excited to announce that I'll be working with Dylan Dixon this year, a future Catholic League Hall of Famer. He'll be inducted uh, just after the season starts this year, a star at UD Jesuit High School and also a really good player at Saginaw Valley State. Uh, he's gone on to coach for Loyola for a year last year, so he has a really good perspective on what the league is. He's played in it, he's coached in it, and he's obviously coached it and played at a high level at Saginaw Valley. So excited to see what Dylan can offer this season as well. Again, we'll take it week by week in terms of determining matchups, but uh, we promise that we'll have some of the best matchups in the state and certainly in the Catholic League for you here on the Patriot this year. See you next week for another edition of our preview show. Thank you for listening to this week's CHSL Football Preview, presented by Siena Heights University. Patriot Detroit's Catholic High School League Football Season Preview continues next Friday at 7. Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.